Hey, this is Ronja Kaminski from the Pinpricks. Greetings from Germany, and you are listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. Are listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast with Mark Alden Taylor. What? The Freeform Rock Podcast with Mark Alden Taylor and nobody? No. Somebody. Me. Lee Gerstman. Why aren't I on that thing? I want recognition! All right, welcome to the Freeform Rock Podcast. Podcast! All right, I hate death metal. Why was I trying to sound like... Maybe I was trying to sound like Pantera Lee. I don't know. I can't do Phil and Salmo. Nobody could do Phil except Phil. But Phil can't even really do Phil anymore. He can't do those notes. (laughs) I can't either, but I can sound better than me. Uh, Roar! Cookie Monster Death Metal. Hey, uh, before we get in, get into some rants about music we don't like, let's talk about... Uh, we're doing an album by Yes, Relayer. You picked Yes. Yes is one of my favorite groups, so thank you for that, Lee. Uh, but before we get okay. into that album, let's say, uh, what's up, Lee? The ceiling. My fan is up, too. I, I, well, my fan is on the bottom, but I like that, but... Yeah, I've I've been, um, you know, um, writing some more stuff and trying to be creative. So, yeah. That's why you're Creative Lee. That is the name that I go by. Hey, have you ever looked on, like, uh, uh, TikTok and uh, uh, Instagram... There's this one Asian guitar player. Well, she's just a guitar player. Who cares about what what she is? But she is freaking hot as hell. Her name is uh, Kiki Wongo. Really freaking good. I've never heard of her, but but I'll... I'll send you a a video of her. She gets on there and she did Backstreet Boys metal version. Like, she'll, she'll play the Backstreet Boys and then put guitar to it. Like, metal guitar to it. It's so fucking awesome. That sounds really cool. Sure. Yeah, she's really cool chick, man. She hasn't responded to anything I've told her. I asked her to come on the podcast too, but maybe maybe uh, we promote her here. She'll go, hey, they promoted me, but she's not going to know who they are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we are obscure. We are the obscure podcast. We are in obscurity. We have 30 listeners that love us. And sometimes we'll get another 60 to 100 here and there. But we have 30 listeners that actually listen to the podcast every week. And we want to thank you for that. The thing is, the thing is that um, I'm going for quality. The reason why I don't promote the podcast much is because either the people who would like our episodes are no longer alive or they don't use internet. Oh, that makes sense. So you should just write them letters. But if they don't use the internet, 
That means they won't listen to it because it's on an app. <laughs> I could just um, write down what we say and give it to them in a letter. Give, give them the transcripts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, and that it, would fucking but, but, take up way too much time. But you would change my opinions on Fairport Convention. I would, you asshole. <laughs> and Bon Jovi. You would change your opinions on the Bon Jovi album yes, and transcript. you fucking asshole. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Cheers, Lee. I'm taking a swig of whiskey. Cheers. I, I, it's okay. Yeah. Give me a quick moment and I'll take a drink. Uh, it's only going to be about 30 seconds. You can keep talking while I do it. We're having a moment of silence for our whiskey that is and vodka that is going in our mouths. <laughs> All right. Um. Oh, man. We're, we're, we're totally fucked up. We're not polished at all. We're fucking raw as fuck. <laughs> it's like you're raw dogging. We're all raw right. dogging the listeners. <laughs> all right. I'm all ready now. The only thing we have polished is basically our opening because Ken Mills did that and our closing. And I actually added you onto our our opening, which fucking works out great. And it sounds just as polished as you as the at the. I yeah, added whatever. On. Like a polished shoe. <laughs> I thought you were going to call it a Paulist piece of shit. <laughs> no, a shoe is... Would you rather wear a shoe or a piece of shit on your foot? Uh, I've had both. I've walked in shit. <laughs> so it's happened. I've actually... I don't even want to tell you what actually happened to me when I stepped in something. Let's just say... I had to run quickly to the shower and it was hard to get that fucking stuff off. Did you use vinegar? <laughs> I wish that I had some vinegar. It, it's it's a family issue. Oh, okay. You don't <laughs> and, have to get into that. We don't want to... Absolutely crazy, but... I'll, I'll, Okay, I'll tell you this much. Um, someone in the family had a little poop problem. And then they asked me to get their jacket for them. And then I stepped in something really squishy. And I looked and went, oh my fucking god! And then I had to run to the toilet, to run to the shower to, um scrub it off and then I told him I said when I say you give me a lot of shit you really mean a lot of shit and he laughed because he knew it was funny <laughs> really... but it, 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 believe me you don't want to go to a family's house where you're going to be um, stepping in things. That's all I want to say. Uh, usually my mouth gets me into a lot of shit, but, um... <laughs> uh, that, that's nothing compared to Real what I had to do with... <laughs> I, I mean, now I can laugh at it, but at the time, I was furious. Furiously. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, man. So, uh, nothing really going on this week for me. Uh, waiting for uh, Disney to call me back since they said they're going to reopen fully on July on June fifteenth. Uh, by the time this episode cool. will this episode will air in August, so I should be back to work by then, and uh, we'll probably probably be uh releasing the episodes on fridays but recording on my day off on saturdays so that's cool so we'll be changing our schedule but the release schedule will stay the same because we got a lot of fucking episodes to fucking already till august it's like we're way ahead of the curve man yeah and some of them i wish you could just eliminate and <laughs> most of them are yours no <laughs> most of them are yours too pat travers is yours know, today Shit, wasn't last week's album yours too? Shit. I don't remember. what. Oh, no, it was mine. It was the Pretty Reckless, which you liked, so that's fine. Uh, Whatever. Let, let's get to this album by Yes. And yes, I'm going to read some of Wikipedia, so uh, keep your comments to yourself, Lee. <laughs> okay, in fact, because there's only three songs on it, you can read every single fucking note and every footnote in order to make the podcast longer because I know that you're not going to have a lot to say on all of the songs. Oh, dude, I wrote a lot to say on all these songs for... I love Yes. Really? Dude. Yes. I got paragraphs you here. I don't usually do that. I do, too. Mostly. Damn. Wow. I'm not, I'm not okay. like... I'm not... More than two words is going to be fun with me have you heard the episodes i did with lee sinclair when she didn't like albums she go hated it stupid hated it one word answers well of course six words as opposed to two is more words <laughs> all right well let's get into this man relayer released november 28 1974 uh relayer is the seventh studio album by the english progressive rock band yes released like i said november 74 uh, Atlantic Records, after keyboardist, <coughs> excuse me, Wick Wakeman left the group in May 1974 with disagreements with the band's direction. Yes entered rehearsals as a four-piece bassist, Chris Squire's home in Virginia Water, uh, Surrey, I guess. Uh, during this period, they auditioned several keyboardists, including Vangelis, before choosing Swiss musician Patrick Moraz who incorporates elements of funk and jazz fusion on the album. Relayer is formed of three tracks, The Gates of Delirium, and one side, on one side, and Sound Chaser, and To Be Over on side two. Relayer received mixed positive reception from contemporary and retrospective critics. It reached number four on the UK albums chart and number five on the US Billboard 200. All right, so um, I don't want to talk about what they're going to say because I'm going to talk about during the song, which we're getting into right now, which you didn't pick because we only picked you only picked one song because there's three songs. You can't pick the whole album. Uh, of course. <laughs> good one, Lee. I think you got this for me because you tell me I picked uh, albums with too many tracks and then you picked three tracks that are 40 minutes. Huh? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well played, Lee. Well played. <laughs> I, 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 I did this with a purpose. <laughs> oh, man. So the first song, first side of the vinyl, uh, The Gates of Delirium, 21 minutes and 55 seconds, man. So uh, what do you think about this track? Well, the first part of the song sounds sort of like a combination of Alan Parsons' project 
and Tangerine Dream. Then it changes to be like early Genesis with Peter Gabriel. There's also an element of the Steve Howe influenced stuff from the Yes album like Worm a little bit. Then it changes after a while and sounds like Vandergram Generator like maybe their album Pawn Hearts and also a little bit of the group Camel like their first album. They then go into a jam excursion much more impressive than anything Rush could do. Then they get into a complex King Crimson type of territory like during the Lark's Tongues and Aspect period. Then the last part of the song seems influenced by Beethoven's Ninth Symphony and the last part is called Ode to Joy from Beethoven. That's what the Ninth Symphony song is. The Yes version seems to be called Oh the Light or something like that. So this is like a symphonic work with different elements of different influences from certain composers and each time I hear it I get a different feeling about it. It's an impressive tune and I don't listen to it every day but I do think it's well done. Yeah, it's a good song. Ah, joking. <laughs> <laughs> you could have said that, and that would have been fine. All right. This is an epic song and rules. Love Chris and Alan White. Great rhythm section. And John, always a great vocalist. So many layers to the song, and parts of it's a, like a classical masterpiece. And man, Trevor Rabin is my favorite Yes guitarist, but Steve can play and plays great on this song. Just so good. You need to listen to this, man. The middle section, it feels like you're in the movies, like a battle scene. So fucking amazing. The band is just going off. It sounds like you're in a movie. It's like it's like a soundtrack. When I put on the headphones, it's like, damn, is there a fucking... Where's the visuals to this? It's fucking amazing. The visuals were in my mind. Fucking music of the mind here. It, this is instrument instrumentally amazing wonder if kids will listen to this today maybe not it's too long and and with kids attention spans this, these days i have a short attention span but music i never have a short attention span for as i like rush and yes you know i like the dream theater i like long songs i like amazing songs where bands just jam except for the grateful dead uh but uh yeah yeah the grateful dead believe it or not even though you claim that I like them more than you, I don't love everything that they do, okay? Uh, our friend on Facebook loves them, Allison Noto, Noto, Noto who was on our podcast for the uh, 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 Nevermind episode, Nirvana. Um, you might like their song feedback. It goes... And it goes like that for 20 minutes. The song I like is the song that, that somebody does a cover of, but you hate that cover. So I'm not even... Yeah, I do hate it. Well, you don't even know what I'm talking about, do you? Yeah, I do. The the, the Tesla truck. <laughs> you do know. <laughs> Fuck you, asshole. I didn't want to mention it. It's, it, it. it sounds like... It sounds like... Shit. I like it. I like my you shit. You fucking like shit. 
Do you want to eat a shit sandwich made by Wendy's? <laughs> no, I like Wendy's. <laughs> shit. Do you like your shit sandwich? All right, man. I, I, I wouldn't want this song. Shit. I wouldn't want this song shortened, but they did shorten it for one single. The final four plus minutes of this song is soon. Uh, which they did release as a single from this uh, this extraordinary song. The ending part was the single, oh. Soon, which was written by John Anderson. If you get a reissue, they even put Soon as a single edit. And Sound Chaser, we'll get into that later. But, uh, wow. yeah, so Soon was the actual single off this album. And it's so angelic, John's voice and beautiful, and Steve's playing on it is amazing. Wow, you know a little bit more of the album than I do, you fucker. Well, I looked into it and did homework, but I know the song soon, because if you look at yes... You shouldn't have to look into stuff. You should make me the one who knows everything, even though I don't look into anything. But you didn't know... If you look at, like, Yes live albums, they don't do... I gates. actually... I actually kind of knew it, but I mean, I'm just saying kudos to you for being adept. Which well, means you looked into it. Because they always which do that. I didn't expect for you to do. They always do that song soon live and they don't do the. Re I, I, but you know that Yes is doing relayer shows right now with uh, Steve Howe and um, not John Anderson. Really? Yeah, they're doing relayer shows, right? They're going to play it relayer in its entirety. Really? With Steve Howe and. Uh, uh, Jeffrey Downs. It's um, a new version of Yes. John Anderson in it? Or no, not? John Anderson's not in it. It's the other singer that they got. Like Mr. Crispy Kringle. Uh, not Crispy Kringle. His name... Just, just, just humor me. Crispy Kringle. I'm trying to look yeah. who the members are, man. Who's? It's who... some sort of guy. It's... Ah, dang it. White I don't even fucking need Oh, it's to John is John Davidson. John Davidson? Yeah. He's in he was in other bands. And uh Pete uh Shearwood is playing bass now because oh. you know John Davidson has been the lead vocal so yes since 2012. He is also known as the former lead singer of progressive rock band Glass Hammer from 2009 okay, to 2014. Them. And former bass guitarist of Sky Cries Mary. Um, wow! Really? Yeah. But he, Fuck! He's not the bass guitarist in here. It's uh, Shearwood now. It's in Yes. But it's how... But, but, but man, man, you, you, um... You blew my mind, man. They're, they're fucking good. I saw them live. So, they're fucking right on. Man. So, Fuck, man! You, you, you! I, I, I thought I would stump you with this album. <laughs> Shit, dude! Yes, is one of my all-time. I've seen them twice live in concert. I saw them on the Big Generator tour, and then I saw them on the Union tour where they had You're everybody. Like a junior Lee, who's making way to be the bigger Lee. They had everybody in the band. They had Steve Howe. They had Trevor Rabin. They had both keyboardists. They had uh, both drummers. Alan White and that other guy who's on the first album. Forgot his name. Uh, um, Peter Banks, maybe? Yeah, Peter Banks. Uh, well, well, would you believe that um, I, I, I heard an interview where Peter Banks said that he wasn't 
well, I'll talk about that later. But but if he was on there, that's cool. Yeah, they're doing a relayer uh, tour, but it's only it looks like in May and June. It's all in um, Europe. Hmm. That's weird because uh, country's opening up, man. I would, I would like to see them. I, you know who Jeffrey Downs is, right? Oh yeah, of course. He was in the Buggles and he was in Asia. Yeah, so he's the key. He's a keyboard player in there now. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, Jeffrey Downs is awesome. Uh, so you got two members of Yes from this album playing this album with Alan White and Steve Howe. So that's pretty cool. That's cool. And you have the other three members who weren't on this. Well, John was on this album, but uh, Trevor Rabin and the uh, keyboardist who left. <laughs> I said his name. Uh, Rick Wakeman. Rick Wakeman. They're in another version of Yes now. That's okay. They you were... know, um, um, there's an album of John Lennon and Yoko Ono in the Plastic Ono Band with Alan White on drums. I can give you the link to it. You don't have to hear it, but I can give you the link to it. I grew up with it. I thought it was really out there and cool. Alan White is my favorite Yes drummer. He hits them hard, dude. Yeah, as you could hear on this album, he fucking pounds the skins, man. Better than the other guy. And um, that tour with uh, Yes... Better we... than Bill Bruford. Bill Bruford was the drummer I was talking about, not Peter Banks. All right. Bill Bruford, you know, Anderson, Wakeman, Bruford, and Hal. You ever heard that band? I had it. I never heard the whole thing. It was good. Should I? It was good. I like it. I like it. It was a... <clears throat> that band, this is how Union happened. That band and the members of the Yes 90215 got back together and called it Union because they were making albums separate and then the other yes band with uh, with uh oh god I just, uh with Trevor and uh Chris were making yeah. another yes album and they brought John to sing on those songs and then they got back together again and then the other original members of yes left and then they made yeah. the album they made some albums and then they all broke up again and then then uh, John went back to Yes, and then he left again. He made some albums with Steve Howe and all of okay. them again, which were pretty good albums, man. We should get into those albums, too. Those are really good after Trevor left again. But uh, let's get um, in. I don't like 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 the ones that Trevor did. Like I don't like Big Generator or the 191 or whatever it was. I don't like them much. But I'd be into doing the stuff after that. Okay, but dude, seriously, Big Generator. If you made me do those Trevor ones like Big Generator and 901211115, I'd do it. Uh, we're going to have to do 90125, and I'm going to bring Jerry. Oh, you fucking asshole. And I'm going to... I'll fucking do it. And I'm going to bring my partner from uh, the Mark and Jerry bullshit sessions on here, because he's a huge Trevor fan also. Uh, you mean Jerry Soup? Yeah, Jerry Soup. Uh, okay, we're saying well, his name wrong. He told it, me. I'll do it. I, I feel bad when I say his name wrong, but I can't remember how he told me to say it. I'm going to ask him tomorrow when we do our episode. But 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 I like him. Oh, I love yes. that guy. He's... I'll do it if he is on it. You guys are my brothers. 
But the thing is, that song changes and hold on, dude, are amazing fucking songs. Not this, not Owner of a Lonely Heart is amazing, but it's played so much. But the others, like City of Love, dude, that boom, 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 that Chris Squire bass line, it goes, hey, once been, twice shot. I am going to have to listen.
Okay, that was Sound Chaser. Why'd you pick this track, Lee? Well, this has a sound that is slightly like the sound of Camel, but much more complex than Camel would do. But also, it sounds like something Main Horse would do. And Main Horse was Patrick Moraz's first group before he was in Yes. There's also a little bit of a King Crimson element in it, too. Maybe a slightly small touch of Rush, like in Getty Lee's solo in YYZ. Then the band gets into a very frantic, progressive, slow part with a solo by Steve Howe that sounds like C at first, and then like Eric Sautee. Then it's back to the King Crimson, Lark's Tongues and Aspect sound, and then King Crimson's Red sound. Then they finish with something that is their own sound. It's an impressive song, and I really dig it. Yeah, this is totally jazz fusion here, and man, it rocks. To, to start the song, and Alan rules on the drums, and Chris's bass is amazing. Then in the middle comes with Chris sounding like Les Claypool from Primus. But you could tell that, yeah. Les, that Les Claypool copied Chris. You could tell that Les yeah. Claypool must love Chris Squire. We know he loves fucking Getty Lee of Rush. So he has, and Getty Lee loves fucking Chris. You know, he wow. played with Yes of the Rock and Roll Hall Whoa. of Fame induction ceremony at the bass. And Getty was so Getty about it. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, man, you could hear that Les was influenced uh, uh, by Chris. So beautifully or orchestrated, piece of art and ear candy and eargasm. In fact, Steve Howes owns this fucking song. It gets all funky. Fucking love it. Right on, man. This is a Steve Howe masterpiece right here, man. You know, yeah. I'm going to say one thing. I love Steve Howe better in Asia, but he fucking rules in yes also. I, I just, we, we could do his first solo album sometime. Well, I need to listen to it. He's more of a bluegrass picker. I had his first solo album. His first solo album is... Well, it's not necess it's not bluegrass. Um I I could even try to find his first group called Tomorrow that had Twink on drums and that that was a pretty trippy interesting group. Uh, who's Twink? He was his name is John Alder. Uh, I'll give you a song of his. We should do his album called Think Pink. You know what? There's a guy I knew um, when I lived in o in Oakland and in California. And this guy looked like Ralph Vieira, Dr. Fuck, but he was like twice as tall and very big, like muscle man. And he would go into the record stores, and he would go, Rrrr! And then he would growl on top of his lungs. But I actually knew him a little bit, and we talked music. And I saw him in the store, 
and I said, um, excuse me, I'm wondering if you could maybe help me because you know you know a lot about music. I'm wondering if you know some really cool freaking psychedelic shit that I might like. And he went, sure. And then he went and he um, told me about these albums and he told me about Twink's album, Think Pink. But he said, but that's, it's it's an import and it's way too expensive. So he told me about the Beavis Frond. And, 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 and so he, he, he spent time and he actually gave me some really good advice on, on music and stuff. And he was a really cool guy. And so, you know, um, we, we might do some albums based on stuff that he suggested to me, <laughs> you know? Nice. Even though, he, even though he yelled on top of his lungs, he only did that just just to be funny he was actually a very smart music guy and i had talked to him about music and stuff <laughs> that's funny uh, <laughs> yeah. all right man sound chaser this is my um oh we already did sound did i yeah we did sound chaser i got distracted but did you tell me what you think of it yeah i did i said it was an eargasm okay, well then i don't need to hear it again all right I, I forget it but but i'll listen to it on the episode I guess. all right now we get to the shortest song on the album which is nine minutes and eight seconds and they also <laughs> and they also had a freaking single edit of this for they fucking bastardized it to three minutes and thir 13 seconds fuck I'm like on the reissue they did uh they put the soon uh single edit sound chaser single edit and the gates of delirium studio run through as bonus tracks uh, so that'd be pretty interesting to see how they fucking did Sound Chaser. I wonder if they did it by what I said about it. So go ahead and tell me what you think about Sound Chaser. Um, Not Sound Chaser, to, song? to be over. Oh, okay, the, the third song, okay. This doesn't remind me of any other group. It sounds totally like their own sound. Except, now that I think about it, it sounds a little bit like Vangelis. Later in the middle of the song, it sounds like what Steve Howe would do on his first solo album. Then parts of Yes's album Fragile come to mind. Then the sound of the group Camel comes into play. And also a little bit of Alan Parsons. And that reminds me of what the group Saga would do later. Also, there's a little bit of an Alvin, no, Alan Holhanes sound in the last part that sounds symphonic. It's a very good mellow tune to close the album. Yeah, it's it's pretty mellow, and it's like, like I said, the shortest song in the album. It starts with a fucking sitar. Fucking hate the sitar. And I... And I'm getting bored, if not for the keyboards that fucking kept my attention. Then finally, John comes in. I was falling hmm. asleep, but I'm hoping it'll speed up to up from soft to slow for me, at least. Then Steve comes in with that cool tone and the atmospheric keyboard. Steve is so amazing, and, and this is going off like Chris is pumping his bass. Now this song went from boring to fuck yeah. 
This would have been a better song to skip out the first four minutes, but I love it. I hear you. But the beginning was so fucking boring. The first four minutes, I was like, oh my god. I do kind of agree with you there. This could be a fucking five-minute song. They could have skipped out the four, first four minutes. I was like, this isn't going anywhere. What the fuck's going on? Shit. I, oh, go on. No, oh, that's all I said. All right. I, I, I personally would think, in my opinion, if the first song on side two was to be over... And then, I mean, of course, because of the title, it sounds like a last song. But if you put it first and then you put Sound Chaser after it, I think that would have worked a little bit better. Because I find that um, after the energetic way that the album is, why would we want to hear, like... Go to sleep, go to sleep, go to fucking sleep, asshole. Go to sleep, go to sleep. As the last song, why can't we have it be mellow out and take a break? And then we hit it with Sound Chaser, da 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 da. You know what I mean? Yeah, man, because I was like, fuck, they were just like fiddling on the fucking instruments the first four minutes, and then John comes in yeah. and the song turns better. Yeah, it's actually, I I gave it a little bit of a better review than, um, but I mean, actually, I don't hate the song. I like some of it. I think it would have been a good three-minute song, but I really do think that it's a little bit draggy, and it, it, needed to have the air out of its tires. Yeah, it, it did, and it fucking ruled at the last five minutes of it. It's like, yes, Steve Howe was just playing some amazing fucking guitar lines on there. Right on. Fucking liked it. So that was our review of Yes Relayer, a three-song al three album that's fucking over yeah. 40 minutes. So if you have an attention span and you like Yes, because the 80s Yes were kind of like... They didn't have the long songs until you got to the uh, Talk album, which they started doing the nine-minute songs again, which is fucking awesome. Talk was the last album with uh, Trevor, and it ruled. That's my favorite Yes album by them, besides 90215 with Trevor. That album, went, it, it, it got on a bad record company. The record company didn't promote it, so nobody knew the fuck talk? about Talk. Yeah, Talk is like amazing. One of my favorite I'll albums. I'll have to listen to it just to see what you think. Yeah, it's so fucking good. Uh, and then we get to our uh, tracks of the week. And you picked uh, Blackstone's Love, 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 which I love, love, loved. Fucking yeah. amazing. It sounds like Old Deep Purple. Yeah. You didn't think it sounded like Old Deep Purple? Yeah, it did. In fact, I used to see the album once in a while back in the day. And then I picked a song that you said was kind of boring, but uh, yeah, and tried to get me to pick another yeah, song. I wanted you to pick the other song that I suggested for you, but fuck that shit. <laughs> you want to go with your own mind, poo poo. Well, I went for with the progressive rock band too. I went with Dream Theater, These Walls. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Progressive, boring rock band. Okay. Oh my God, Lee, we're gonna do a Dream Theater. We did a Dream Theater. Ah, uh, you ah. Uh, 
Should I shut up if I don't want you to get me to do albums? You talk shit about albums, and I make you listen to them, and then actually you like them for some reason. I don't know. Okay, what, what the fuck ever. <laughs> All right, and then we get to your track, Moving Up, which is fucking, yeah. the keyboards you were playing on that was fucking amazingly. Thank you, man. I gave you a thumbs up. Thank you so much. Since nobody gave you any fucking love on that, unless it's hidden yeah, on Yeah, man, I, I need love. Yeah, Leedy's love. Uh, contact him. Contact Lee at eight six seven five three zero nine. He'll answer yeah. it. He's not Jenny. <laughs> New York area code though. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Maybe you'll get lucky and Jenny will answer. <laughs> that might that might be okay. Uh, she didn't turn into a chicken with a little bit of a plucker on her poopy. A plucker on her poopy. Where do you come up with this shit? I, hey man, I'm 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 not a realist. <laughs> You're a fictionist. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. So that was yes, relayer. Uh, do me a favor. Go out. Go out and uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, follow us on Podbean. Get us wherever you get podcast at. Give us a five star review. Give us a one star review. Let us know you're out there listening, at least. Let us know you we suck. Let us know we rule. I don't fucking let care. Let us know if you're a bitch. Yeah, let, let us, us know if you're... You fucking understand stuff because you're a, you're a dummy. Yeah, you're a dummy. And the next episode we're going to do is fucking albums that I reviewed with fucking Andrew Jacobs. So, okay. uh... Well, actually... I'll give you, um... Within the next couple of days, I'll give you um, the sign, okay, I'm ready. Well, actually, this is going to be all about you, Lee, because I've already gave my opinions on those albums. I just No, want... all I'm trying to say is that that maybe on Saturday or may, probably Sunday, I'll just tell you, okay, I'm ready to do the review. That's all I'm saying. But actually, it's not going to be our next episode because this is going to air in August. I'm going to put that up as a half episode. So, oh, so get... all I'm trying to say is, <laughs> it will take me like like it'll take me some time, and then I'll let you know when I'm ready. That's all I'm saying. All right, man. I get it, Lee. So, asshole. All right, so here's happy, sweet guy, my beautiful boy. Oh my god, I feel like a fucking pimp. Well, you're a pimp. You're pimping me out, Lee. Stop it. I'm, I'm supposed to be pimping you out. Fucking. It's it's all good. We're, we have pimples on our face. <laughs> all right, Get man. Rid of the pimples on our face. I'm a pimp. Pull on my face. I am a pimp. Pull on my face. All right, so I need, uh, and also we need you to go to our YouTube page, the Freeform Rock Podcast on YouTube. Uh, subscribe and uh, like the videos and give us comments on our videos. Tell us if we suck. And again, we don't care about bad publicity as long as we get publicity. Uh, so get on there. And also, Lee, you know what time it is? Fucking. Let's fucking get out of here. Everybody, the time is goodbye, oh fuck, o'clock. Bye. Shit. 
nothing I can say after that. Love in the 
Once more I become A self-titled star I look at my fans And see who they are I'm moving up Becoming myself An ego so tall No way an elf Exactly how we folks become bigger right now. I'm moving up, becoming myself, an ego so tall, no way an elf. You have just listened to the Freeform Rock Podcast. All music played on the Freeform Rock Podcast belongs to its owner. If you like it, go out and buy it. Get your music on Amazon, iTunes, or at your local record store. Support what you love. Support the artist by seeing them live. Purchase their music. The Freeform Rock Podcast is not affiliated with any of the artists or music that we play. Thank you for listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. Until next time, stay free and rock on.